Where are you talking about how to make an American quilt? He's talking about his wife walking in. Derek doesn't know the protocol. Like, if I'm not, that record button's not hit, I just sit here in silence. I don't even speak to Dave. I just. Well, I'm <laughs> recording, so you'll have it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, save us. I want to hear this story, so we'll wait till Derek's ready. Just talking about his troubled marriage, you know, hmm. the usual. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the full spirit of the conversation. That's right. There we go. We're good. We're in. As soon as I can see you. Baby, Baby love me. Yes, yes, you go. Come on. She got the way to move me, She got the way to groove me. I've decided to go away for the summer. This makes Sam nervous. He thinks I'm leaving because last night he proposed to me. So he'll come pick me up in September? Maybe. Maybe not. But how do we even know if we're only supposed to be with one person for the rest of our lives? For as long as I can remember, my grandmother and her friends have been part of a quilting bee. Is this something you're making for the state fair? It's your wedding quilt, honey. Why can't we love as many people as we want in a lifetime? What's your name? I mean, monogamy is really a very unnatural state. I brought these for you. Have you been talking to your fiancé about any of this? You're getting cold feet. I can see that same look your mother gets when she's going to dump one of her boyfriends. That look. I never liked fooling them. They give people an excuse to do foolish things. I'm young. I'm supposed to do foolish things. There comes a time in every life... I'm engaged to be married. So you just want a friendship thing? When planning for the future... That which is forbidden... ...means looking at the past. Young lovers seek perfection. Old lovers learn the art of sewing shreds together and of seeing beauty in a multiplicity of patches. Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment proudly present the story of a young woman whose eyes are about to be opened. Sometimes I wonder how exactly I got here. By the women who've seen it all. All right, let me ask you this. If you had to choose between marrying a lover or marrying a friend, who would you choose? Winona Ryder, Ellen Burstyn, Anne Bancroft, Alfred Woodard, and Kate Nelligan. In a film by Jocelyn Morehouse, How to Make an American Quilt. So, uh, on this episode, and I cannot wait to uh, pass the ball uh, to anyone else, uh, but we have Dave <laughs> returning uh, right off the, uh, the the green mist in the sheets of our mm. Bram Stoker's Dracula episode, uh, which if you're a fan of that film, uh, you probably were not illuminated in the slightest, other than maybe our sexual appetites. I hope this conversation for how to make an American quilt doesn't necessarily go in that direction. Mm. Um, I can make no promises, though. Uh, but yes, Dave of Offscreen Death is back because he is one of those poor souls that loves Winona Ryder. So this is Winona Ryder Week on the Grand Gesture. Thank you, I guess, Dave, for joining <laughs> us again. That's exactly what I go for, is thank you, I guess. Yeah, this, uh, Mike, this is going to be a challenge, this episode, because um, mm. this may be the one movie you could have picked where I would not have nice things to say about the lovely one on a writer. 
So wow. this is this is going to be rough. Mike. My, my going to break Reiner my heart. So good here on this one. Whereas the thinking, uh, as it were, uh, this won't surprise Dave. Uh, it won't surprise Derek. Although they may may be appreciative. This was on HBO currently. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> why not a writer in romance on film is not hard to find. Uh, but I was hoping I'm trying to placate my co-host Derek here. That I'm like, let's bring in uh murderers row of, of old hags and have them <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that will please him maybe at least one of us will get some joy out of this i don't think this will be surprising this was a first time watching me <laughs> what about yourself uh gentlemen we'll start with uh, same same say, yeah. yeah same it would have been... first and last <laughs> all right first and last okay so um <laughs> We started this conversation before uh, the the red lights uh, were on, so to speak. Uh, Derek, you were talking about your wife catching you. Watch How to Make American Quilt. Can you please tell us about this story? I'm far more interested in it. Should I kick in the door? What are you doing in there? (laughs) Pulls the sheets over. your hands down your pants watching American quilts. Oh, my gosh. Old hags. But, uh, so, I had... I start watching the movie yesterday while my son was taking a nap. Usually what we do when our kid goes down is we both kind of go to like our separate rooms. Like it's our moment where everyone gets to do what they want to. Usually all three of us are napping in various spaces. Um, so I start watching this movie and paused uh, later in the evening. And after like the first 20 minutes, I was like, well, Ashley might like this. Like this isn't horrible and this might be something we could watch for like a valentine's day kind of thing and so uh later that evening i hadn't watched any more of it and she's like do you want to watch a movie tonight i'm like well man i really wish i hadn't started this already because i don't want to go back and restart uh i have other (laughs) movies to watch right for other recordings not willing to give Um, up 20 minutes for your wife just (laughs) no and she's really glad that i didn't either because she didn't catches clips like here and there as she's in the room and she just looks at me and was like this movie basically she's like this movie fucking sucks man <laughs> and i was just like yeah it is um yeah i'm sorry when i when i told you i thought that this would be a better experience like for you had you started from the beginning because i was wrong like the, the the beginning of the film i think it gives you the idea that i at least in my mind because i hadn't really looked into much of like the synopsis but that I was going to get a little bit more of like the the relational dynamics between Winona Rinder's like what grandmother and grand aunt is that right? Yeah. We're talking about Anne mm-hmm. Bancroft and uh, Ellen Burstyn. Um, I thought that that it was going to be a little bit more of their show, right? Instead of it just being almost like a if you turned like Bridges of Madison County into like a really shitty anthology series where you just. <laughs> Where you just went back and unpacked like these specific like moments of like r- relational hardship or infidelity or whatever in like a snapshot for each one of of these old individuals making this quilt. It really uh, after like that first story, I was so disconnected from the rest of the film, and I don't know if that was similar to how other people took it. Like, did you go into it enjoying the initial aspects of the film, um, or was it just? I mean, from opening credits, you were just. This Let is me, be terrible. Uh, I'll jump in and say that <clears throat> what I knew of it, I thought, okay, if I'm doing Winona week here, uh, this will help me get less Winona writer because the, if the premise is 
she's gonna go spend some time with her her family or some some older women and previous generations and and hear their their stories that means less one on a rider on screen uh the hook though becomes not problematic as the kids would say but uh problematic for me in that it makes me hate hate one on a rider more because she listens to one one story uh and she decides that's how you do it that's how I'm going to handle my life. She listens to the counterpoint and she's like, no, 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 that's how you do it. That's what <laughs> I'm going to do. So she goes from, uh, you know, maybe despair because Derek, you're, you're referencing that there's, um, there's a breaking point and then a reconnection between these two sisters where an affair takes place, uh, where right. one of them sleeps with the other's husband, uh, yet they're still living together now, but they're kind of, kind of talk around that, uh, that betrayal between them. There's an entire room dedicated to that betrayal with all of the uh, ornaments and trinkets that were smashed are now hanging. I think it's in the laundry room, right? So that means that the, yeah, the, the one that did the, uh, the home wrecking uh, is also absolved from doing laundry. Is that the lesson I learned? Or it's a reminder of the wreckage yeah. that she caused every but time she goes in there. Does she? I was thinking, wait, does that mean she does She does none of the laundry? Because she's just winning at all counts here. She's just <laughs> fucking whoever she wants. She's getting uh, to live in this house, and she doesn't have to do any of the, the housework. Hmm. So you have that. One on Rudder listens to the, all of this heartbreak that this affair has caused within her own family. Uh, and then she hears, you know, she may hear a story about uh, a, a woman in Paris and she's like, yeah, I need to be free. She even has a conversation with this, this woman on the porch that's saying like, uh, marriage is bullshit and you know it. And you know, this poor, uh, older lady here has have to be like, well, you've really kind of broadly missed the point. Haven't you? <laughs> and it's just kind of a film of, I think when on writer's character, uh, just gleaming the, the, the smallest skimming the surface of prior mm-hmm. generation stories mm. and trying to apply it to her life. Uh, without making any decisions on her own, boy, I really dislike this movie. God, I really hated it. Is that is that Dave? While we're disconnected from it, right? Like because we're we're just getting these really short, uh, you know, little little narratives that are, that we're supposed to have these like broad takeaways from, uh, but we're not really that invested in the characters at any point. Like that, I, I never feel like I care about a story. Mm. And why should Winona? Like, why should you be invested? So I think I actually have the opposite reaction. I still don't like it, uh, but I have an opposite reaction to you. Here so comes the I, defense team. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. For once, this is not in defense of Winona Ryder. So, you know, Derek, you, I think, mentioned, you know, this is like a shitty anthology series, right? And I thought of it, uh, maybe Mike will appreciate this. I appreciate it. This is like old ladies on Lost. Like, this is like we get the background on each one of them. And we, I appreciate we, that, know? actually. And that's that's how I saw it. But the problem is Winona. Like, she is really, this may be the worst performance she's ever given that I've seen. Like, this is bad. Because usually what works for me with Winona Ryder, other than the fact that I think she's very pleasant to look at, is that she's a genuine actor. Like, she comes across as real uh, in most of these, especially romantic performances. And here, maybe because she's doing a lot of voiceover and because she is, like, kind of your entryway into this world, 
like none of it comes off as genuine and it just comes off like really stunted and then it gets worse whereas yeah. mike you mentioned her taking the most shallow lesson she possibly can from any of these women who have a literally a lifetime of experience and she's like okay i'm just gonna do i'm gonna make the exact same mistake you made then that'll be that'll be good for me and i'm like what are we hmm. what are we doing here and also like i think winona is just uh she's better off alone in this movie she should just dump everybody and start over because like it's so interesting because the movie starts off with like kind of like i'm watching like isn't this guy a dick like from the beginning like it's like it's like no. what what are we fighting for here you don't know so, what he's been through no he's in a relationship see, with winona Ryder. See, and that's, see, you actually, you're an asshole, but you've come across a point <laughs> by accident, by sheer good. dumb luck, you've come across a good point, uh, is that we don't have any of the background on her. We get the background on all these other women, but we have no idea what this relationship is like. I would right. hope that if you were going to ask someone to marry you, you would know their thoughts on children. Maybe sometime before that, you should have that conversation before you ask them to marry you. It's, it's along the lines Dave. of, like, if, if you ask someone to marry you, you better know the answer already. How? Like, how is he supposed know to know? Stuff. She may have been in the supermarket and talked to someone who had seven kids, and she's like, I want seven kids. And then the next week, think about what he's dealing with. Yeah, but, but that conversation they have, it's pretty clear that they've never had this conversation. Like, they've never talked about kids. He just, like, assumed, hmm. well, you're a woman. You'll want babies. And she is like, wait, what? I never agreed to this. But that is a conversation they should have had. So, like, she comes off as really ingenuine and just kind of hmm. fluctuates from moment to moment. So that's not... There's not a real character there for her. There's there's nothing that she grasps onto. And so even me, president of the Wydota defense team, um, I don't even side with her in this movie. I honestly like right. we should spend more time with Ellen Burstyn because she's great in everything. So let's just let's just hang out with her and tell more than one story about her. I feel like this whole movie, um, not to talk shit about the target audience, because I, I do love the white women. I do love yeah. the white ladies. You love your breadsticks. Yes, we know. <laughs> it made me, even myself, somewhat uncomfortable that uh, Maya Angelou is there so that Winona Ryder can figure out if she wants to get married or not. It, it yeah, like it does seem a quite, little below her. It's a little beneath Maya Quite Angelou. a drop. Now, okay, that's, that's an easy joke. And we have to step back and say, like, okay, this has got a lot of great actresses in film and mm -hmm. it would be ignorant of me to just be like well, why'd you do this when you could do any number of other things when obviously there are not any number of other things like i the only memory i have of this movie is my stepmom renting it from a video store and of course as a, a kid a boy in particular i'm like ugh movie with just a bunch of women just sitting around talking like and you were you right cannot... <laughs> as you said i sort of stumbled into it as far as like being on point but imagine like it you know uh, on the cusp of being a teenager uh a male seeing a bunch of ladies on a, a cassette box and it's about them sitting around making a, an american quilt and <laughs> no no sir but you have ellen burston uh and bancroft i already mentioned uh my angelou alfred woodard and uh let's see gene simmons lois smith kate capshaw like you have a ton of people showing up in this mm -hmm. but they're all they're like essentially in service to giving guidance to one on character and i don't think that individually would be that bad or even to what derek said maybe if it was just the two sisters that she came to stay with uh, where she had at least some sort of family connection <clears throat> but the fact that everyone just drops in for their episode of Lost with Old Ladies. And it's like, well, here's 
<laughs> Let me tell you a story to blow your hair back, Winona. It, it just feels incredibly disingenuous to any like substantial growth here. What? Wouldn't that fix a lot of our issues that we have with the film if it was just Winona Ryder and her two aunts who have this, you know, this uh, dark secret, right, that caused a lot of dissension. And here she is trying to make a determination about what to do with the rest of her life romantically. And basically the movie kind of follows her hearing various aspects of their perspectives, um, partially based on their relationship with each other or their own marriages. And it causes her to kind of waver back and forth about what is the right decision. To me, I would be a lot more brought into that narrative than having, you know, a 26 year old, basically, like you said, taking everyone's story and immediately jumping with that. That's something that even if she were like a 16 year old, Right. If the film was about a 16 year old hanging out with a bunch of old ladies while they talk about, you know, their past and quilt making and she's jumping to all of their right children were a lot more impressionistic from that perspective. Even still uh, with Winona Ryder, if you give her two, I think, you know, two really, really close individuals in her family. And that's kind of the driving force of her trying to make determinations. Mm-hmm. To me, that makes more I'm sense. Glad we're all on the same page um, as far as like. You know, I give this spiel about, hey, there's not enough great roles for women in film. We're like, cut out seven of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think the other advantage to that, though, is that that dark secret gets uncovered throughout the film. It's a, There is a lot in this movie where, like, let me tell you my deepest, darkest secret, Winona, who I kind of know. Let me just tell you the worst thing that happened in my life so you can learn from it. Like, what? No. It's, it reminded me of that... Uh... <laughs> walk hard the dewey cox story which i've never seen but just he's the thinking trailer. about his whole life yeah he's like give him a minute kid he's got to think about his entire life in the next 30 seconds and it's like it's just a series yep. of those things there's also a lot of man hating in this like a substantial amount and it felt well, you cast very... jared leto i mean I'm, his I'm film debut this is the <laughs> the origin i thought that was gonna save the movie for you <laughs> babe. i don't know how much you love disgusting. him disgusting <laughs> He's better off being a heroin addict. That's the only way I like Jared Leto. <laughs> like whatever I knew of the life before was now gone. Anna, would you serve the next course? Now don't let that son of mine just laze around here all summer. I'm expecting him to do some honest work. Oh, don't worry. We'll have him cleaning out the stables. <laughs> Come on now. Well, we'll think of something for him to do. Hello, Anna. It's okay, we can talk as equals. I don't believe in that servant-master sort of thing. Do you think I thought you were my master? Well, no. Maybe I... I just didn't answer you because I wanted to be left alone. Touche. Excuse me? It's a French expression. So, what you looking at? Pegasus. Andromeda, Cassiopeia, Hercules, the herdsman with the star Arcturus in his knee. 
and <sighs> sorry. You're cold. I'm okay. I once took my coat off and put it around this girl. And she told me she could feel the heat from my body. Still in the lining. The uh, the Paris gentleman, um, this cast uh, list. So Mike Kelty Williamson, is that who you're talking about? Yes. Um, yeah. With that than... horrible beard that they glued on. Yeah, un- unnecessary. <laughs> you know, it was, it was of the time. That's how people looked. You know, in the '60s or whatever. Apparently, um, <laughs> craft beards. That's how they looked. <laughs> other than him, who is decent enough to say, uh, "No, I can't run away with you in the rain in Paris because I'm married." Uh, By the way, I've been flirting with you for nine hours, but I'm married. Deuces. (laughs) You can look, but you can't touch. Thank you. Two to one. Dave has been outvoted. I think he was being decent that he was just talking to a troubled young woman and then... Let me write you a poem. Oh, yes. <laughs> Here's what I wrote for you. Come on. All right, fine, Dave. You're, you're, you're here representing, they all representing suck. Twitter. Every There's one not of them. one great male presence in this film. No. Uh, even the fucking crow, which leads Winota astray at the end. But, you know. <laughs> okay, so that actually that brings me to a question. Do you do you buy that turn at the end where she goes back to him? Do you think like that relationship is going to work? Like As I'm watching this, I'm like, why? There's like nothing leading up to that where i'm like okay she has realized that this is the right person right. for her i get it like again it just feels so ingenuine well she runs out of, like well we gotta have a happy ending and she runs a out of bird told me to, to go here so. to tell her what to do she, she goes right. to a bird Start listening like, to birds. <laughs> <laughs> you, to answer your question dave i don't care i just feel sorry for her fiance because that crow represented mm. death for him and he just yep. had the <laughs> you know, he was just touched right uh, by the gods there. Um, I there's, there's no way to tell if it works because we don't know anything about their relationship. Right. Like we know all you need to know is that he wants to impregnate him. her. That's all you need to know. That's that's all. Yeah. It's all that master for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why can't he be more like the uh, the lead singer from uh, that thing you do? Just glistening, always coming out of the pool. Just... Here we go. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not knocking any of the choices Winona Ryder makes. It's just that there are so many of them yes. that discount the prior one. I no reason for these choices. Just the like movie, well, the movie doesn't you know have me defending Dermot Mulroney. I don't care if she you know, if she finds love that summer at the pool. So be it. Whatever your young lady. Uh, I think that the film is you know, pretty pointed in saying that this woman needs a guiding hand like her. She's constantly changing her focus as far as, uh, and you know, her, her paper thesis. that she's writing. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. uh, and of course the movie trope where I, I like, as soon as a wind storm comes, it's like, I didn't make a copy of this. And you know, <laughs> all of that. I, I think that it's just so, it's so unlikable the main character. I know it's Winona, so it's like I'm even trying to bend over backwards to give her the benefit of the doubt because I know I have the prior assumption of hating her guts, uh, <laughs> knowing her not at all personally. But 
it's it's unfortunate because this is also directed by uh, Jocelyn Morehouse, who, from what I can gather uh, on IMDb, did one other film after this called A Thousand Acres, which is a, I remember this, uh, it was like a King Lear takeoff with, mm. uh, basically it's almost like she, you know, she took our notes from the future from a podcast on 2021 that, you know, no one really listens to, which is like, hey, whittle this down to two women. And so we're going to give you uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and her sister, uh, and we're going to have them battle it out. So Jessica Lang and her going toe-to-toe. Actually, I'm kind of interested in watching this. Jennifer Jason Lee. But aren't you missing, like, the best thing that this director has done? Well, that's I was getting into the depressing aspect. That was in 97, so that's a mm-hmm. solid follow-up. 1995, How to Make an American Quilt. I fucking love The Dressmaker from 2015. That's yep. the gap. The gap is... 18 90- years. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and here I am shitting all over how to make an American quilt. So I don't, I don't know how to feel about that, but um, she did a better version of this when it came to <laughs> when it came to a character that primarily, you know, sews or uses fabric. Uh, mm-hmm. Go with Kate Winslet and the dressmaker. That's 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 a good story of going back home and agreed. <laughs> um, I I'm just thinking. You know, we've said before in other podcasts. That's why I wanted to bring back to Derek and his wife, like. Sometimes I can just step back from the, the television, the computer, whatever I'm watching on the tablet, and I'm like, this is not for me. And I think I quickly surmised that. So I don't <laughs> I don't want to be dismissive and be like, like I was watching this with my wife, and I was like, woman, what do you make of this woman bullshit? That we're <laughs> this is for you. Screen? What do you think? <laughs> uh, she also did really did not like, uh, not only did she not like one on writer, she just didn't really care for any of the other women in particular. Um uh, mm. I mean, is, is this a, for a very specific, I mean, a very specific, narrowly tailored audience? Like, it's not for the a, a 20-something female even. Like, I think most of them would be bored. I, I don't want to speak to that, like, specifically like I Thank know. Thank God you're here to speak uh, for all women. Good job, Derek. I, but um, as the authority. He's only speaking for the majority of women, Dave, not that small slip. <laughs> only the 20-somethings, <laughs> which he has no inclination like towards, and by the way. Women the word way. majority it's don't not... even go hand in hand. The minority of women. Um, but well, are, is this really for, like, like I mean, middle late adulthood. Uh, you know, like is your average grandmother going to enjoy this? I don't know. I don't know if any. I, I just don't know who who enjoys this film. Uh, it's got a sixty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm actually trying to so somebody to find out. Um, it made forty one million dollars, which I don't think made it any sort of like massive hit, but it also sounds. It can't insane. have cost that much to make, though. I Ten mean, million, but forty-one yeah. million sounds insane in twenty twenty-one speak. As well, yeah. something called, but not then. Quilt. Um, so, I think a critic called it like decidedly not cinematic. Yes, yes. right. Like there's there's no flair on purpose, uh, except for when you know the, the the paper storm happened, which just again kind of threw the, me off. The moment but, where I was like, okay, I I think I know the character that Mike is behind in this movie. When in, near the beginning, when she's like, oh, I don't use computers. You know, you'll you'll lose stuff, and the, I think it's Lois Smith's character is like, not if you know what you're doing. <laughs> like, <it> just, <laughs> I was like, I like her. <laughs> She's gonna tell it how it is. <laughs> is that the angry, like, yeah. you know, the crotchety stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. the yeah. diver, right? Totally, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the diver, correct. Yeah, you know, she's got the most reason to be angry, um, I guess, because her husband leaves her with all of the responsibility, and uh, she. 
doesn't get to, I don't know. See, what is she pursuing her dream of diving? I don't know. Like it's, she's probably the one that I like the most because I, I don't think that she has, you know, Derek, you're talking about this being sort of an uncinematic life. I, th- I think that's admirable that not all of these characters are like, that was the one that got away or that's, you know, that's the moment my life changed. Like, cause the very premise of it is that life continues on, but just <laughs> using that as the Jedi masters <laughs> to a woman that you're, are very unconcerned with as far as which decision she makes. Uh, it can run counterintuitive to what you're watching, where if you do get hooked into one of these women and their lives, you want to stay with that. You don't, right. you don't want to just hear about this one thing, like, because of, if the premise is like that, there's going to be a lifetime of tragedy and, and passion, all of this, this probably does work far better as a novel because the the runtime here, while thankfully still just shy of two hours under that cutoff, like all we're really getting, we're, we're getting the like, now that's what I call heartbreak. Right. It's like, we're just getting the packaged. Here's like the worst thing that happened to me. I hope that helps you in some way. And so you're not getting the, the, the scope of experience of these women. You're just, right. you know, just, just play satisfaction again. Just go on, just do that. Like, I don't, think don't experiment. But I think that's the that's the real disappointment of this movie is that there are movies that have done similar things that really work. Um, like the the one that comes to mind immediately is the Joy Luck Club. Like, mm-hmm. and I think the difference there is you get the full breadth of the stories of these women, and your lead character takes it all in. She's not just making a decision left and right, like, "Well, now I'm going to do what that lady said." Like, she just is taking it all in, just as you are as the audience. And then she makes changes in her life near the end of the movie. Like, she actually, like a grown up, like listens to all these perspectives and integrates them mm-hmm. and moves forward as an adult. Whereas Winona here is just like, you know, just flying off at the handle as soon as she can. And you mentioned like, this is a book. This is actually based on a thesis. Um, so it's even more. <laughs> like, oh God. I was like, Oh God, here we go. Like Jesus, just write your thesis and hand it in and forget about it. Like a normal person. You don't have to put it on screen. It's not entertaining. And this isn't either. It's also, you know, it's of course how we're trained to watch movies, but you know, the title of it is how to make an American quilt. And it's like, okay, as soon as the quilt is made, that's the 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 time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no more time on the clock, Winona. So I guess <laughs> you gotta pick. And uh, my wife was just really pissed at her that she gets this, you know, she gets these women bringing their lifetime of experience to this physical form, and it's presented to her for her to take the next step and to cherish. And Winona immediately runs out into a field with the quilt. My mom, my wife, was like, oh, I had God, that thought too. No respect for this. <laughs> like, this just dragging thing. it through the dirt. Like. <laughs> Wrong. And now you're fucking on it, apparently. Like, go chase crows. I don't think that's what they had in mind. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to uh, to wrap this up with. uh, I just because I'm just scrolling down, and it says here on Wikipedia that the Washington Post uh, they called Bancroft's performance being quote right on the ceiling in terms of over the top. And Dave, here's the dig at you. Uh, they also said that Ryder, quote, seems for once to be acting and not entirely comfortable. <laughs> I mean, she's definitely not comfortable, and neither was I. So, <laughs> oh, my they're job wrong. Done. All right. 
that'll do it for that. Thankfully, uh, I was not going to put the half hour mark on this because it's just <laughs> just throwing a clip. You'll be it, fine. You know, it's just Hen House, the movie, and who needs it? Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you're you are taking the bullet for being the most misogynistic one on this episode. Not one of those hot ones either. Not like you know Hen House in prison or anything. <laughs> It's... All right, that's enough out of you. <laughs> All right, show. Dave, where else can they hear me? <laughs> that's right. You can hear Mike on our show, Off Screen Death, where we take a look at cinephile classics, and then Mike takes a look at uh, fun movies. Um, so you get a little bit of both, and you can follow us on Twitter at Off Screen Death and on Instagram at The Off Screen Death. I never liked fooling them. They give people an excuse to do foolish things. Well, I'm young. I'm supposed to do foolish things. And spend the rest of your life paying for them? Well, it's better than spending the rest of my life wondering what I missed. I'd rather wonder than kick myself. I'd rather kick myself. Fine. You will end up with a deeply sore backside. I worked with a guy once who, uh, he got moved to a different uh, area or department, and it was, uh, uh, I don't think purposeful for him, but it just so happened that it was just women that worked there. And he came back, and you would have thought he had been. Like in prison, like he had that like, <laughs> thousand yard stare, and that's I always remember Hen House because that's what he dropped on me. I'm like, hey, where, where you been all day? He's like, oh god, damn it! It's like just <laughs> stuck in the Hen House, and he said, just I just wanted to scream, just give it a rest already, just give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're talking to the wrong people about that. Both of us are in the psychology field, which is also <laughs> female dominated. So.